Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones Paolo D'Angelo West Ham United We celebrate our victories We stick together in defeat Welcome to Morning's Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. Episode Touching eleven. Mike. Season three. Episode eleven. Uh, my name is George. I'm, cold. Uh, I'm a depressed Sean. Hey. Uh, Sean Whetstone is here too. Yeah. A famous West Ham to die die writer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Reese Jones is here. Yeah, I'm feeling quite good. How was your journey in? Not bad. Got some petrol. Got some sweets. Happy days. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And John. Sorry, I'm just feeling some sweets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good job. We can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, Good pre-production meeting earlier. Yeah, we had a little nice. production meeting, yeah. particularly for Ian McGregor, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the Chelsea game very quickly. Let's just get all it right. over and done with, and then we'll play our drunken outside broadcast. And then uh, <coughs> we're done. Well, that's quick. <laughs> so uh, we lost 3-0 at home to Chelsea. Did we? It wasn't, uh, it wasn't uh, the... The result that was a surprise to me, it was the performance. Does everyone agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, we Reece. just didn't set up. Yeah, yeah, I do. agree. False nine, no striker, lacks ambition, but I'm sure more of that later. Well, when you get home. Well, we had a striker 30 <laughs> minutes later, of course, after we conceded why, the penalty. Why don't we talk about the stats and things and then play the outside broadcast? Well, just one question. All right. Because we don't cover this on there. But penalty... That's what changed the game. Penalty? Yep. Well, it definitely was a penalty, no question. Mm. Oh, it was, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Demel's fault? Demel's fault. I don't think Eskalainen had to be as rash as he was. I think Oscar's touch was taking it away from the goal and Demel could have got his foot in there. And it but had to be... can't really blame Yaskolani. Did he kiss the badge the first time when he scored the penalty I don't know, well. it was up the other end. I don't really care about all that, to be honest. It is a bit... I don't know, it's a bit disrespectful. As I said earlier, he was just really hungry, so he had to eat his shirt. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I think the whole game, you know, changed after that first goal. Um, oh, I agree. It changed changed the game, and Sam Allardyce agreed. Changed the game. Yeah. It was inevitable, yeah. though, anyway. Well, I don't know. You know, you could say that, but... It was. How many games had Chelsea won away from home before... Chelsea didn't come in on very good form, right? No, they didn't. No. They, they didn't start that well. Well, that's either. only their. If, if I got it right, if is it their second away game? Joe Cole nearly scored, didn't he? Yeah, if if you're the Chelsea fan, Reese. Really How many yeah. away games have they won? I think that was their second or third. Yeah, it's not been a very good yeah. couple of weeks. So we had every reason to believe we could get a cheeky win. But we I were... We John, you thought we might. As you heard later on the outside <coughs> broadcast, you actually predicted a West Ham win. I did. Wow. We were completely... If we needed a win. Donna Matrix. More, hung, more hungry. We should Sorry? Be more we were completely Donna Matrix. What? Dominated. Right. Well, we were. Well, I just... <laughs> I was, I conversation expected, killer, isn't it? I expected more... Right, hunger. I expected there. more passion. 
West Ham had 45% possession. Chelsea had 55%. West Ham had eight shots with a big one on target. Decent. Yeah, we saw that. That wasn't really even a shot on target, wasn't it? It was uh, so weak. Chelsea had 20 shots with eight on target. Long balls. Chelsea, 58. West Ham, 57. Long ball long merchants. Ball <laughs> long ball merchants. Most long balls was a draw between Collins, Shock, and Cahill. Yeah. Good old Ginge. Ginge. Who was at fault for the second goal? Got pulled out of his position? Yeah, for no reason. In Optostats, out of West Ham, who who do you think came top in Optostats? Oh, in Optostats? Yeah. Don't look at your running order because it's not Stuart on Stuart Downing? No. Noble. Correct. No he, he had like 98% yeah. accuracy. Mm. He does, yeah. So when you look at Noble, week in, week out, Optostats, when you look at Optostats, he's your man. If he was, in a, if he was in a better team, Noble would mm. be playing for England. Yeah, I agree. Because we're in such a shit vein of form that yeah. he's so not getting a look in. Anyway, shall South we... Southampton is um, the prime example of that. Yeah, absolutely. Does anyone want to speak yeah. about the, the last goal, the second goal, or anything Well, let's just play the thing and then you can talk we after. We talk afterwards, yeah. Just play the clip, man. Play just, the clip. Just, just, just get it over. Let's hear what the boys on the piss had to say. Welcome you back to more than just a podcast outside broadcast. It's that time of year again. It's West Ham versus Chelsea. Is this the first one of the year? It's the first outside broadcast of the year, of the season, yeah. So, George, we're in the Black Lion. Uh, two hours before kickoff. What are your thoughts for the day? I think it's going to be quite a drunken affair. And... Uh, I think we're going to lose. And the football? How will Sam set up? Probably 4-5-1 or 4-6-0. So, lots of negativity. Um, I don't think we can expect anything other than that. I don't think we'll uh, play any attacking football. I think it will be a much case of... It'll be like an away game, I think. Right, well, we're going to go over to John because someone just tweeted us last week and said John is the only one who talks any sense. So, we're we're going to give him a bit more air time and I think he's got he's, he's a bit peeved with Allardyce at the moment John something you want to get off your chest yeah no I was just saying to you earlier today or even yesterday wasn't it yesterday there was Allardyce all over TalkSport and Sky Sports News and he keeps saying the same line West Ham we tried our best to get another striker we Sullivan and Gold worked really hard but unfortunately nobody wanted to join West Ham at that time as if it was like a shit thing to come and join West Ham and it's sort of like I think it's like putting the club in a bad light and I think the reason no one came to join West Ham is because he plays one striker up front he'd just done his bollocks of 15 mil on Andy Carroll and they all knew they were going to come and sit on the bench behind Carroll when he was fit so the likes of Lukaku who went in for aren't going to come on loan and sit on the bench so it's the way they publicised the 15 mil sign of the Carrolls the way he plays it was those were the reasons why people didn't come and join West Ham not because it was they were not coming to join West Ham because West Ham is a good club to come and join so Oh, we got swear words to begin with. How are we going to set up today and what are your expectations for today, two hours before kickoff? It'll be a false nine. I hope he does the, I hope he does the swap around on the front with the, with the likes of the army, Ravel, and probably Nolan. A bit, of a bit of movement up front instead of one person being up there. It'll be the false nine. We'll be defending a lot and we might nick it. And I've got a, chance, I've got a feeling that we really will, might nick it. So I'm going for a win today. I can't say what it will be, but I think we'll win. Yeah, I'm going to be an optimist as well. I think we go 4-5-1 with Carlton Co up front. Um, we, we all remember this fixture last year when we won 3-1 and won a, one of the best footballing days of my life. And I don't, do you see, have you heard about the Carlton Cole thing when someone tweeted him and said, we should start with Carlton Cole up front, yeah? And a fan tweeted him and he tweeted back and he went, but he's crap. And someone tweeted Carlton Cole saying we should start with Carlton Cole up front but we know he's rubbish and Carlton Cole tweeted the fan back saying 
Yeah, so was your mum last night. <laughs> He's deleted it now. But yeah, I, I, I like you, John. I want to be an optimist. I want to enjoy today. London derby, many beers. And I'll go for a 1-0 win through a penalty or something like that. But we'll still take that all day long. We're a bogey team for them. And if we win, we're, we're on to the uh, Victoria Tavern with the Scar Band, aren't we? Yeah, I want to I wanna be having a good time after this game tonight. I want to stay out, few more beers, have a good time. So come on, you irons, give us a win. We bumped in in the Black Lion uh, a few pints later from the last time we spoke to you. Uh, friend of the show, Nigel Khan, for about his sixth uh, appearance. Nigel, you're doom and gloom. You must have some right shit words to say about today and what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I think we'll get beat. Yeah, by, by a lot. 3 1. Yeah. Allardyce. A lot of people are starting to turn on Allardyce now. He was on Sky Sport the other day, and John even used the F word earlier in, in this recording and sort of said, you know, he was saying no, no one wanted to come to West Ham, but it's all about Andy Carroll, and no one wanted to come to it because Andy Carroll's still in place. You're happy that Sam, everybody's turning on Sam now, aren't you? No, no not really. I'm not really happy because if people are turning on Sam, it means West Ham ain't doing well. I, I, you know, I never wanted him here. I, I would sack him still myself, but he is here, so I want West Ham to do well. So, no, I'm not happy that other people are turning against him, but I still don't like him. Little, little whispers that uh, the board are slightly frosty to Sam at the moment, and Sam's been in a bad mood since uh, Norwich and uh, frosty with the owners. You heard any of that? I've not heard that, no. <laughs> so we will see. If we get a win today, it could all change, couldn't it? It could change. I don't think, for me, I'm targeting the Fulham and the Palace games. We've got to get six points from them, and then it, things will be looking up. We approach the Liverpool game in better spirits. I'm targeting uh, the Chelsea and the Liverpool games. Probably the wrong way around. Definitely. Yeah. OK. Nigel Khan, friend of the podcast. Thank you very much. Cheers, Sean. It is. Uh, we've just got in the ground after many beers since 2 o'clock. We've Adam Jackson and his boyfriend, Gavin. Uh, Adam, long time no speak. We haven't done a... Uh, interview on the outside broadcast what do you expect for today well I expect you to be here on time and that's not happened is it um, well I'm going to say we haven't got a striker it's going to be difficult that's all I'm going to say so you expect a loss I never said that I just said it. I think it'll be difficult how are the boys from Blue are they uh, from Met Police or where are they from today oh, they've, been, they've been very friendly having a chat talking to us about their little, little game that they've got going on there's a, a Blackpool fan November this one yeah they're all, they're all good these boys are alright they're okay and Gavin you're back from injury last time I heard you were injured are you alright no I'm in Robert still any words of wisdom Gavin yeah I hope Sam Bailey wins X Factor I don't know what he said I can't hear he said he hopes Sam wins the X Factor <laughs> excellent I have a funny feeling we're going to win today Right, that's because you're drunk. Yeah, true. Alright. Why don't you come and stay here and like, have some fun and games with a Chelsea fan? I might do, I might do. have a penalty after 19 minutes. Rest, not on our side today. 1-0 down after 20 minutes. After 33 minutes, 
this ain't going to be a good day. We come down about 10 minutes early. Joe Cole and uh, Collison's been taken off. And on's come the army and Miega. 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 What do you think of that, George? I think it's quite embarrassing, really, uh, to make substitutions, two substitutions before half-time, neither of which seem to me to be forced due to injury or anything of the like. Um, it's quite worrying, quite embarrassing, and might as well go home. Yeah, 2-0 down. We've come down for a beer already. And um, here comes John. Hello, John. What do you think of the substitution? Oh, what does he take Cole off for? I've got no idea. Mega. I think he took Cole off for the army. Miega and the army scored two of the goals in the 3-1 win last time. Yeah, I know, but we're not the same team as we were last year. So we're doomed, aren't we, in this game? It's not looking very promising, mate. We're going to win 3-2. We're going to win 3-2, George. It was nearly 3-0 three, the then, actually, Sean. Uh, We're going to win 4-3. We're going to win 4-3. Mikel had a good shot saved by Eskalainen. If Mikel scores against us, you've really got to question what's going on. Yeah, well, we, uh, you said James Collins slipped over and sort of conceded the second one. I think he was at fault for the second. I'm not too sure because it's up the other end. It was but barely a shot, was it? Oscar. Yeah, it was barely a shot. It was a good finish, I think, you're fine. Oh, I think he, he basically trickled in. And I, no, I think he finally meant to do it. Anyway, 2-0, nearly half-time. We're having some warm beers, some Carlsberg from... Are, are, they, are they cold? They're cold, because it's cold here. Uh, these were the ones in the fridge. Oh, excellent. Hi, Sarah. It's nearly half-time. What do you think of the first half? Nolan shouldn't be on the pitch. Nolan shouldn't be on the pitch? You said that a little bit more forcefully just a minute ago. He's rubbish. He needs to come off. He's, he's not your love of your life then, Noel. He hasn't been good all season. I can't believe he's still playing. And uh, Joe Cole and Collison being taken off of the army and... Um, Maiga. Yeah, Maiga. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be here, Sarah. <laughs> what do you think of that? Well, Collison was giving the ball away, so I can understand that one. But not Joe Cole. Yeah, you love Joe Cole. I love Joe Cole. But let's see. Do you think we've lost this, or do you think we could win this, or draw this, or anything? No, we've lost it. We should just drink up and go out. Probably. We sort of said if it gets to 3 or 4 nil, we should go home. We agreed? We'll go to the pub. Yeah. Well, we've reached half-time, and it is, is West Ham a total of zero goals, and Chelsea <laughs> Hotspur with two of the goals, one of them a penalty, and one of them a as to Big Fat Frank and someone called Oscar, who used to be a puppet on some kind of children's program. from Oscar. Yeah. And so two goals to the Chelsea Hotspur. Halftime. More beers. And John wants to say a little few words at halftime because I know he's quite passionate about this. But he talks a lot of sense. Uh, and in fact, he's the only one who speaks sense on this podcast. Hashtag hush, harsh but fair. Oh, harsh but fair. I'd just like to say that I think it's terrible management from Sam Allardyce to take the likes of Collison and Cole off 10 minutes to go before half time, pull them off in front of all these 35,000 fans. You would hate to be pulled off in front of 35,000 fans. Like Sam Allardyce shouldn't be pulling off Collison and, and, uh, and Joe Cole in it's front of 35,000 fans. Normally Nolan, he does it the other way round. But I would like to offer that. What were the fans singing, by the way, just before half time? They were singing that Nolan sucks big Sam. Is that true? Oh, I don't know. I'm never there. No one knows for sure. But I just think it's uh, of a fact that um, Joe Cole and Jack Collison should not be pulled off in in front front of 35,000 pounds at Alton Park. Serious note, terrible management because that's going to ruin the likes of Collison. Yeah, we shouldn't shouldn't see any pulling off at the bowling ground. Absolutely. Especially no, no pulling off players in the first half. It's just not right. Or the second half. You shouldn't be pulling off at all. No, to be fair, pulling off in the second half's all right because uh, players get tired. They've had a good shift. Games, games shouldn't you wait till you go home till you pull people off? No, no, not at all. No. See, I think, you're not, I think you're talking about something different to what I am. I'm talking about substitutes. Oh, here's Dino. Dino, Dino, Dino. Dino. 
What, 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 Dino? We're going to win this 3 2. No, no chance. No chance. No, no, no. And what was the final score? 4 0. 3 0. 4 0. 4 0. Jesus. Andy Booker, Andy Booker. Two pound on 4 0. 25 to 1, halfway there. Business is business. You you bet on Chelsea to win 4 0. Well, we ain't going to score four goals for the rest of the season. Really? Yeah. What, what was your view on uh, Sam pulling off uh, Collison and uh, Joe Cole? That's what he's paid for to make decisions. Whether it's the right or wrong decision, we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Booker, Dino, thanks very much. So close to 2 1 by West Ham, 19 minutes in the second half. But not to be today. Best chance of the game for West Ham. 65 minutes gone, 2-0 to Chelsea. Let's go. We're going home. We're in enough. And so we did. We left the ground and uh, yeah. went for a pork bit of pulled pork. Yeah. John likes John likes pulled pork. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Mm. After our old pulling, pulling off, off joke, uh, we went was for some over, pork. Was over played. But we did go. <laughs> we, we carried on because we had quite a lot to drink, and we went to um, uh, Waterloo Station to the sports bar there. A little, uh, little yeah, autograph of Alan Brazil, isn't there? In yeah, yeah. Don't know why that's relevant at all. <laughs> and, um, that What's one of the ladies <laughs> wearing a blue dress? <laughs> <laughs> and we had a Jaeger bomb and a, a bomb. Oh, we Jaeger, had a Jaeger bomb down with the kids' wits. You, you were saying to the waitress, "How much is that Jaeger bomb?" It was like six quid, wasn't it? Well, that's a normal price for a Jaeger bomb in London. Yeah, maybe. for you. We had a Jaeger bomb. We had a beer. And anyway, we had to pull, pull. what do you think of the game, Sean? <laughs> Uh, We've done the game. We talked we, about the game. I was disappointed. I was absolutely disappointed. And as I said, I wrote um, a article last night. Um, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah. Where's that for? West Ham till I die. Oh. I wrote an article saying um, how to solve a problem like Big Sam. And I said my watershed moment was, as we all said at the game, was when he pulled um, Cole and Collison off. <laughs> And <laughs> stop laughing, <laughs> child. And uh, that Jake's been done. And <laughs> Sean you know, calling you a child there, George. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, I think we all couldn't believe it. And then Nolan staying on, and then him being booed off. Um, and yeah, it's um, it was depressing from beginning to end. And we left about ten minutes early. Um, yeah, I want yeah, to forget did, it, really. We did, we did all agree that Big Sam maybe should be gone, didn't we? Well, I'm not sure I said that. I, I softened my article in the in the cold light of day. I mean, we got a lot of grief, didn't we? So we got a lot of grief on the um, on Twitter. Well, I got quite no a lot more of grief. You're a witness protection. No more than um, I got today. I got a lot of grief saying, you know, knee-jerk reaction, etc. So I wrote, I was a bit hungover on the Sunday, and I wrote the article on sort of Sunday evening. And uh, I softened my, st- in the cold light of day... I sort of softened my stance and said, yeah, but who else will replace him? But we're, we're going to talk about that later. Harry Redknapp, Glenn Hoddle. Well, we'll talk about yeah. that later. Well, we're going to talk about that later. I, I do think that, you know... Ian Holloway's not got a job. <laughs> I mm. think he's, he's scapegoated, like Joe Cole, and it just... Joe Cole deserved a bit more respect than that. You know, mm. to, to take him off at half-time or, you know, if, if you really felt 
you know, they wanted to change the game that much. We start with the army. Why did you not start with the army? Yeah. It's just these little things have, and as I said in that outside thing, I had the ump with that on a Friday. Yeah, the you did, he, didn't kept, you? he, he kept was all over the me. all over the talk sport, all over Sky, saying that these players, none of these strikers wanted to join West Ham. They just gave mm. me the ump. He was saying it as if they didn't want to come to West Ham. What they didn't yeah. want to do was play in your shit system and play second fiddle to Andy Carroll when he got fit. Nobody knew at the beginning of the season that Andy Carroll was going to be out for the whole yeah. season. Well, here, here's they, an Andy Carroll exclusive. Well, they clearly so about three, they three episodes ago, we gave a go. You gave a go. I gave an exclusive that Andy Carroll would be back um, for the Chelsea game, <laughs> which was slightly wrong. And then I said he would be back for the um, end of November. And then I said it would be back for the Liverpool game. Well, the truth is, as Sam said last week, no one knows. Um, <laughs> and there's something strange going on. I don't think he wants to go back. Because, you know, he's with this expert. You know this um, Belgium national team? I know him very well, yeah. Yeah? Do you know the guy yeah, I'm talking about? I know him very Starts well. Starts with an L, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's, he, he's having all his treatment under him in Antwerp. He's staying at no the wonder he's not getting Hilton in Antwerp. <laughs> and suddenly... <clears throat> He's pulled out of there, and he's in Amsterdam. So what's going on there? <laughs> One of the different scenery, nightlife. So Old prostitutes and drugs. So what's going on? Suddenly, he's changed clinics. So one well, I've seen some tweets. That, I've seen some tweets going back to the old dodgy stuff. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That he was accused of yeah. way back, you know. It's all well. I just so think. Well, I, 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 I believe that maybe they've lost confidence in that clinic. They've moved to another clinic. Hopefully, the club will cu- come out and say that soon. Um, but what is almost definitely true is he ain't coming back in November, and he ain't probably coming back in December. And who knows? He could be out for the end of the season. I think the club need to come out and and make a statement. I mean, maybe they don't know, but. Some, know, somebody Sam Allardyce saying, I don't know. Allardyce himself needs to take responsibility. You know what I mean, he he is supposedly the manager that gets backed by the chairman. So if he must have made a decision somewhere. Let's put all our money, let's, let's put all our chickens on Andy Carroll. And then what's, what are you left with? You, they, yeah. they virtually say sacked Carlton Cole yeah. and then brought him back. Well, it's that's just, my other question the in the article. A joke. Why did we buy Petric? I know he's, he's currently injured, a bit back soon. Or Carlton Cole if we're never, ever going to play them. So we've got two extra strikers. And who did we bring on? Mayaga. Yeah, it's just the whole, Why? The whole thing is... Why? I've said it before Fine. in previous podcasts. It all smacks of bad management from top to bottom. Eat, and sleep, lose, repeat. Someone eat, needs to sleep, take responsibility lose, for it instead of keep banging or backing us fans as if we're stupid. <laughs> keep sort of making yeah. us all look, you know. Anyway, anyway looks talk, brilliant, by the way. Talking this of that, all, this is all uh, <laughs> reasons to see Big Sam out. I think. Yeah. I think this is what we're Should doing. we before we talk about Big Sam out or not? Shall we hear what the characters here? Yeah. I think we allowed them to be good after the goal. You know, I think that you know when you make a mistake like that, when you when you're playing against the Chelsea side, and and you know, in all fairness, Jose's blocked the midfield up a bit more than he normally does because they hadn't had the best two results either recently, had they? So, you know, when we saw um, Ramirez, Lampard, and uh, Mikel in midfield, we thought, well, you know, they've come here to be a little bit more defensively solid. And it was our defensive frailty that broke first, not not theirs, sadly, by an individual error that you, as a manager, you can't allocate for. You, you don't expect it to happen, but when it happens, you don't want it to happen um, to any of your players. But uh, under this uh, uh, under this game, or in this game at that particular time, we gift Chelsea the, the penalty, which gives them the lift that they are looking for. And, uh, you know, everybody... 
takes confidence out of scoring goals. They took a lot of confidence with the talent that they've got and it was always difficult for us from there on. Um, just about to change it, to change the way we were playing to because we couldn't really, after that goal, get out of our own half because we lifted them so much by gifting them the goal. So we were going to change it and just as we were about to change it, they scored the second. So it got a bit... A bit better in the second half. We tried to create an opening to try and rally ourselves and the fans. Um, but when that chance came, we missed it again, which was Moddy Balls in the box, the side foot in the back of the net, and his side foot's it wide. So uh, we're suffering in front of goal, and now we're suffering defensively in our defensive errors, and we've got to stop that first and foremost and continue to... Uh, make sure we try and win a football match when we're on top. We weren't on top so much today. Um, so today is one that Chelsea deserve to win. But there's far too many games where we've been on top and haven't won is why we've got the problem we've got now. Is it hard to make a double substitution in the first half for something you have to do too often as a manager? Well, I can't think I've ever done it more than on one hand in the last... Uh, 12 years in the Premier League um, but it needed to be done for me because like I said uh, we we got kicked in the teeth by giving the penalty away and then like I said uh, the reaction for us was that we were having to contain Chelsea too much which I thought was going to lead to another goal so I made this decision, tried to get him on and unfortunately the other goal went in again like I said but um, we played with a front man we don't play with a front man. You know, we play with two front men. We don't play with two front men. At the moment, it doesn't matter what we play with in system terms. We're creating chances and we're not scoring. We didn't create too many chances today, to be honest with you. But we did We did create a chance to get us back in the game, whether we deserved it or not. And you should take it, and, and who knows? Joe Cole seemed quite frustrated when he came off. Well, I can't help um, the team playing as you know, in terms of the way it did in the first, uh, well, since the two goals went in, and then, like I said, they had to change something, so somebody has to come off. Um, and you look at the team and say, oh, we're going to bring off and how we're going to play, and we're going to bring a little bit, a bit more energy, maybe a bit more pace, with Modibor Miger on that side, and put uh, Mo Diarmi up front, um, and get a little bit more... Uh, than we were getting before. That's why we make substitutes. It's frustrating. Every every player is frustrated because all every, every player ever does is think about themselves. I have to think about the bigger picture. Uh, if he's frustrated, that's fine. Next time he gets a chance, he's going to play so well for me that the last thing I can do is substitute him. And that's up to him the next time he gets a chance. Um, doesn't play quite as well or I think I need to change and Joe Cole's the one to bring off I'll bring him off whoever it might be I brought my captain off in the end because I didn't think he was a, a, as good as he, as, as he can I didn't think he drove the team on as much as he normally does so he comes off and we, we put another attacking player on and in, and in the hope that that would get us back into the game but you're going to open yourself up then um, and when you open yourself up against the Chelsea with the counter-attacking skills that they've got, you either get the goal to get back in it or the opposition scores against you. They score and finish the game off. Sam, do you think you need to strengthen the legs? By the way, we're going at the moment. I would have, the answer to that is yes, but in saying that, we will be better with Winston Reid and, and Andy Carroll. Uh, Andy Carroll back. Uh, Razan Rat was injured as well. He's done well since he's come in. Um, I, I just think that um, if you can strengthen, uh, particularly on the front line, we would like to strengthen. But we can't do that um, until January. And for me, January is a long way off with the amount of games we've got in December because we've six um, six games in December as well as the uh, as the one next week. So we've got a lot of points at stake that we must try and, try and get. So the big time for me is uh, Fulham here and then on the Tuesday night Crystal Palace away. That's got to be four points minimum. Then the next game after that, try to make a um, an unbeaten run with two wins and a draw. There you go. That's what the gaffer had to say. Yeah. It, what he didn't say is it's completely my fault 
And um, well, we'd never say I that, take complete we? responsibility. Thank you, Sean. At least someone's owning that. Thank you, Sean. So the article I wrote last Graham. night said the mm-hmm. average life... When I met Sam Allardyce <laughs> many years ago... Have you met Sam Allardyce? In Is November 2011, the at the London Business Forum, the first thing he said was... You're my Sam. Average, <laughs> the average life of a Premier League manager is one year and eight months. So it was what he'd been a Premiership manager, sorry, a Premier League manager. We got the playoff final, didn't we, in, in May 2012. So he's up to one year, six months. By January the 19th, will be one year, eight months. He's probably out seen his welcome. Oh, there you go. He's exclusive. But, but well, I did say in the article. Oh, missed it, Meg. But, you know, we've set up our whole teams. Who's going to want to come in? Who's going to want to come in to replace him? Who's going to want to take over the poison chalice? Um, you just don't know. <laughs> Who will? <laughs> so Tony, Tony Pulis just took over the poison chalice of Crystal Palace. Manage, he work. Did. A manager will take the work. Okay. So let's go round the room first. Back him or sack him? Sack him. Sack him. John. Uh, I, I, no, it's just one or the other, John. One or the other. Don't <laughs> sit on the fence. because no, I'm not one or the other. Oh, no, oh, one or the other. Answer the question. I've got more to say than that. At the end of it all. You can in a minute. Just do one or the other, though, th- quick at the moment. What, as of today? As ba- of today. Back him. <gasps> right. Reese. Let's uh, sack him. Let's get rid of him. Right, and I'm <laughs> saying back him. So we're right down the middle with two back hims and two sack hims. Right, uh, now, the right reason, now go on. The reason I say back him is because... We had the comedy appointments of Grant and Zola. And when he came in, our club was in a shambles. And he sorted it all out. He's put us back into a professional realm as such. But he is now seen to be playing the type. He seems very stubborn. He's not taking any responsibility. I'm I'm pretty sure that this decision... Well, I I think there may be a rumour, it might be true... He's, it was his choice to get down in with our last six or seven mil That's when we clearly needed a striker. He's made these decisions. The, the board have backed him and it all come and starting to unravel now and it's proving to be bad decisions. He's also playing not a very attractive brand of football and the fans are starting to stay away. Yeah. And that is the fact. Do you know something else interesting? David Sullivan coming out and backing Big Sam... Haven't heard anything from David Gold. Isn't that interesting? The person who usually speaks on behalf of the club right, he's gone isn't speaking. Missing DJ. Yeah. Twitter. And why so is that? I, oh no, he talked about Andy Carroll. Yeah, Did not see twelve hours what, yeah, one tweet. this morning. One tweet about Andy Carroll. He's gone missing. Maybe he's lost confidence. So well, you know, lost his I'm own. sure that Big Sam has the confidence of the board. I, All confidence I, of the board. I think he, he's done enough. He's done enough to warrant the stay of execution, but. He needs to change his yeah. game plan. So let's hear a sack him, George. Sack him? Yeah. Yeah, but you can't <laughs> just say sack him. You've got to say sack you're him asking, why sack and who you're going to put in and how you're going to change things with the club you've got. So you, you can't I, just I bring have, a... I don't have that much of a built argument. I haven't, haven't built an argument enough. Do you want to reconsider your sack No, him not at all. I, I would like a new manager in. I don't think he's the man to... To take us forward, maybe we can stay where we are with Big Sam, but we don't think it'll be taking us forward. Um, in terms of replacement, I don't know. It's hard to name a good manager that isn't a Tottenham legend or yeah. a Tottenham connection. Oh, I'd, so I'd, I'd, so I'd go for Malky Mackay. John likes Malky. Yeah. I do. He's but I don't think so I'm going to give go. my my back him to give Reese a little bit more time to think of his argument now. Um, I'm going to agree with John, which is <laughs> unlike me. But I think he has given stability like we've never known before. He's very organised. Um, we the aren't big stable, though. We, have, we haven't known it before, the, Sean. We just had the jokes of Zoda the, we, and Grant. What we don't know, and this is the big question, I think we've got to... There was talk about has he lost the dressing room or not. And, and you know, Kevin Nolan's his enforcer. Has Kevin Nolan lost the dressing room? That's part of the question. If he has lost the dre- dressing room, then the, the time's over. But I don't think he has. I think he needs to knuckle down... Come up with new ideas. My big concern is, all right, it was a watershed moment, and I was, I, I guess, I started to wobble on my ideas of Sam, is these two next big games in Palace and Fulham, if he loses both of those, I don't see any way back for Sam. How about if we beat Fulham and lose to Palace? 
if we beat Liverpool, then it will be all right. He's come out and actually said he, we need to get at least four points in these yeah. next two games. Well, so Palace, that, Palace have a new manager. So that's, oh. that's why I say back him. But Reese, you said sack him. So are you going to have a better argument than George? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? No, that? I think it needs a change now because you can be gone by Christmas. Ah, yeah. I think you need stability act early the Christmas. You're going for the old act early. Yeah, because of the uh, Christmas pile up. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, clo- there'll be a lot of London games and that over the Christmas and New Year. Normally, you normally play teams close to you, don't you? Yeah. And that, but just with the amount of games, you need someone. You need you need a, you need the like Decanio did with Sunderland, but I think you need that earlier this season. Decanio in, there you go. Yeah, there's no, my answer. No way, not in a million. No, my answer. No. Uh, he's who, a, who he's, I think Decanio, if Allardyce is sacked, come February time, just for the Tra- last Trevor Booking. Decanio Reese, who would you like put in? A, uh, I don't know. So you don't know with people like Glenn Hoddle. Some, would you, yeah, would you, you put, could say Holloway Would you put Harry someone? Redknapp in? I'd put Glenn Hoddle in. Depends, yeah. Walter under the bridge and all that, would you put Harry in? I think I think Harry's a good manager, personally. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. Though, I don't it? think it'll happen, though, just due to the history. It's just, I think it's just a case of waiting and seeing now. Yeah. I, he, could, he might... But the thing is, whoever... It, it, so while we're does, on this, we'll should we go over to the uh, Facebook Allardyce's group? Allardyce's team. Because um, we asked the it same question. It is Allardyce's team. Didn't we? Take, taking off Cole is going to be bad for morale the way he did it. Yeah. The way he he, can, he persists playing Nolan and, and taking but off players sure. around him when Nolan is so out of form is no good. Is it? It's if, not good if for morale. If a new manager does come in, come January, will there be money? No. Because it's Sam's team. If there's no money, then there's no point. But remember, changing. Sam's teams do not go down. Sam's teams do not go down. Oh, there's anyway, always. There's, there's anyway, anyway, anyway let's go to the Facebook comments group. on the Facebook page. Uh, Leon Hyde says, "Well, the question was, does Big Sam go? If so, when and why? Who should replace him? And what should he do differently if he stays?" Uh, Leon says, "No, he shouldn't go. He needs a plan B." Roger Markham says, "It's not a question of Sam going, but one of no strikers. What?" But one of no strikers, what could anyone else do? It's his fault we haven't got any strikers. Um, Tony Pierakos says, if we lose or draw versus Fulham, he needs to go. Um, Tim Griss says, Sam's teams do not go down. <laughs> Britton Rowe says, no, but results need to come or that opinion may change. Andy Haggardston says, no, he has his flaws, but in reality there was no one better available that could get any more out of the players we have. Then he uh, stars that with our reserve, my right. Change my mind. Should he not get at least four points for one extra game? <laughs> Gary Prince says we were the only team in the Premier League last season not to gain back to bank back wins. Why is this? Also, we will beat Fulham and Palace. Will we beat put Fulham and Palace in consecutive games? I don't think mm. we will. No. No. Um, so again, there's quite a few more. Scott George, Scott George Smallman. Scott Smallman says no for two reasons. He's still the right person for the club, which is full of players suited to him. I couldn't see anyone else coming in and doing better with those group of players. And two, what money, what we may have left, could go towards a new striker, would be wasted on paying him off. Paying him off, not pulling him off. Not pulling him off. Tom Wayne says he should go. He's taken massive risks in the transfer window, which have backfired on him. All the issues we have have come directly from him signing an injured striker and is reluctant to change his tactics to suit the players. New manager choice is difficult, but I genuinely believe anyone is better than Big Sam right now. And Nigel Khan says... I thought Sam was the Messiah. I thought his teams would never get out for. I thought the old West Ham way was the losing way, not the big Sam way. I thought that the shite football we served up in the championship was worth it to be in the Premier League and it would be different now. Actually, I didn't think any of that. That was what all the others thought. Now reap what you sow. Ah, Nigel. <laughs> always save the best to last. He's <clears throat> always just the last to comment, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Um, Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So I I wrote an article uh, a few days ago called uh, The Double Standards of of Barry Hearn. Did did you write an article for? It was for West Ham Till I Die. And and the the, the idea of the article... Did you write for West Ham Till I Die? Be quiet. (laughs) No way. The idea of the article was to look at the double standards of Barry Hearn because he's coming after us and going to the European courts for state aid at the Implic Stadium. Or the Olympic Stadium. Or the Olympic Stadium. uh, When my research says 
that he gets the land that match day sports stadiums built on almost for a pound a year. Well, he does get it for a pound a year for a thousand years from Waltham Forest Council. So I did a freedom of information on this. And also he sold the stadium from Leighton Orient, moved it over to uh, Match Day Limited, his sports company. And he sold off some of the land to developers in 2006. He made 6.35 million out of it and the council got 1 million how does that? So I put that all in the article. How does that? How does that happen? Work. How few, does that? How, a few West Ham fans did <laughs> tweet not, him not and uh, used a few um, no. expletives, which got him a bit upset. And, and cut to the chase, Barry Hearn contacted me, and he rang me up today, and he's offered me an exclusive interview to set the record straight. Get so, out of um, town. If you're listening to this... Early uh, tomorrow, uh, oh, playing the drums <laughs> on Tuesday morning. Uh, I'm doing it Tuesday afternoon. You can quickly uh, go on the Facebook group and put what you would like me to ask Barry Hearn. I'm going to ask him about this date eight. I'm asking about the Olympic Stadium. I'm going to ask him about Orient supporters. You know, just changing their allegiance to West Ham. And George and John and Reese have given me some other ideas on what to ask him as well. So we're going to record some of that. Maybe put it on the podcast if it's any good. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. What do you mean if it's any good? It's going to be the best interview of... <laughs> best interview ever. <laughs> Look, ever. He, he is... There's one thing I will say about him. He is a genius when it comes to manipulating the media, etc. So oh, you're going to be a big challenge. Anyway, it's that time to talk about... <laughs> it's time to talk about the uh, Fancy League. We're well, not doing actually, too well, Jim. Actually, it's not. Oh, right. <laughs> While we're on the subject of Barry Hearn, I yeah. think we should go through the oh, questions. Yeah. Go on, the questions. People have sent in <laughs> yeah, that they wanted on. to ask. Yeah. You know, people take time to yeah. write in short. Yeah, I know. You're right. Go on. Uh, Chris Miles said, so the question, sorry, again, was that Sean's interviewing Barry Hearn tomorrow and he asked the listeners what he should ask them. Uh, Chris Miles says, simply, why didn't Orient place their own bid for using the stadium in the same way that West Ham did? Gary Prince says, how many fans will you lose on West Ham moving to Olympic Stadium, in your opinion, and based on what research? Andy Hagston says, given the level of West, anti-West Ham rhetoric you keep spouting, are you not concerned for your safety when boarding a train at Shenfield? Luke Stoneman says, how many pounds will you shut, will shut you up, Mr. Hearn? Um, Tom Underwood says, why would you want to play in the stadium when you can't even feel 10%? Surely Orient, Orient do not have the means to afford the lease. <laughs> So does that mean you expect the taxpayer to finance your small family club in a move to a premises that you could otherwise not even dream of? Uh, Craig Clemson says, if we were to ground share, would Hearn be prepared to weigh out exact same amount of money that we are paying? Tom Wayne says, do you not think it's disrespectful, this is my favourite one, do you not think it's disrespectful to your own fans to imply they will all jump ship if a premiership team moves in nearby? Yeah, I like that one. I'm going to use that one. Um... Terry Bonds. I don't think you could use the Terry uh, Bonds one. Quite a few rude things. Why are you such he, a he says, fill in uh, the blanks? And then Nigel Khan says, bit harsh to say that about Sean Terry Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, Melt springs to mind more than anything else, and he spent more with Double O. Yeah, good old Nigel. Is it 2 now? Yeah, it's 2 It's Shane Long again. Mm. Great goal. Um, he says, I'd, ad- I'd ask Kern if he thinks Groves won. And is a rematch nailed on? See, that's my question. Yeah. Um, <coughs> tickets. How much money has he lost in keeping Orient in Leighton? Uh, oh, I, think, I think he's made quite a lot of money by keeping them there. Terry by. Bonds actually asked a serious question. Oh, go on. Go on. He says, you're quoted as loving Orient and never wanting it to change. So why have you sold so much of the club's property and grounds? And why are you so desperate to get into the Olympic Stadium where your 4,000 attendances will struggle to build an atmosphere in a 50k stadium? It's true. It's the old property mm. and grounds thing, Sean, again. Yeah. yeah, where did you get that from? I wonder. Maybe it was your article that you yeah. wrote for West Until I Die. <laughs> you write article. Anyway. It is time now to talk about the Wanderers Podcast Fantasy League, and not many of us in the podcast team had a very good week, <laughs> no, to be honest, which is all right with me, because that means <laughs> I'm still <laughs> top. terrible week. Well, you're not top. Well, I'm not top of the league, but in oh, yeah, our yeah. group. <laughs> John had a really good week, actually, I'd say. Uh, He's still moving up places. Top is Sean, but not this Sean. It's Sean Roper, who's yeah. first with 749 points. Yeah. I dropped down to fourth with 738 points. Slacking. Sean down to fifth with 744 points. So have I got more, less points than you, but I'm above you? Oh, because I've got... F- I, I counted my points coming in from Sturridge because he was on the bench. So you're going to overtake me? No, no. 
You can't add yourself points. What? Uh, I've got 738 points and you've got 744, except you're below me. Uh, oh, I've, I've done that I think that you've wrong. done that wrong, yeah. I've got one point less than you, basically. John George. climbs another four places to a huge 23rd. With wow, go to John, go you keep John. La- you keep uh, laughing, but I'm on an I'm on up, After 66 points a score with two players left to play tonight. Yeah, who have you who got? Who are your two players? I've got Vlar. Oh, he's doing really well. Yeah, 2-0 down. Um, I don't know, I can't remember. Um... And Reese down 12 <laughs> places to 94th after Norwich lose again. Yeah, Van Persie. With 571 <laughs> points. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, last place remains Tom Boylan with 386 points. Come I on, won't Tom. won't be last. That's Come right. on, Tom. Yeah. See if you can beat me. And we've done our Facebook now. Done so. our Facebook and Twitter question time, so it leaves predictions for Fulham on Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah, what's the predictions for Fulham on Saturday? Well, it must, mm. It's a must-win game. It's a six-pointer, so we're going to lose. No. Um, it won't be pretty. It's going to be a 1-0 win from Ravel Morrison. 1-0. I think we'll draw 1-0. Oh, I hope you're wrong. I think we'll draw 0-0. Oh, I hope you're wrong. 3-3. I hope you're wrong too. That'll be really good because you're coming, so you get to see (laughs) a high-scoring game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. That's it. Thank you for listening to Warner's Podcast Podcast. Yeah, hopefully it wasn't too depressing. Uh, we tried to keep it as upbeat as possible, really, didn't we? After quite a disappointing yeah. performance, but, you know, it's yeah. not very it's easy so when we are all How so did depressed. We get to minutes? <laughs> How did we not? Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening. See you. I'll we'll speak to you again so. next week after the film game. Right. Come, Come on, on, on your eyes. eyes. Come on, your eyes. We still believe. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.